G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly Eurovision update, Michael. We are coming to you all from Melbourne today, aren't we? We certainly are. Get down here for a little break, see some family, friends, and also a little bit of tennis over the next week. Definitely. This, I mean, we used to live in Melbourne. It's the birthplace of Aussie Vision, where we started the podcast, mm. and probably the unofficial capital of Eurovision in Australia. A lot of fans here. Yeah, a lot of stuff based here in Melbourne for Eurovision fans. So we might be a little bit, the acoustics might be a bit off. We're in an Airbnb here, so do bear with us. But um, we certainly didn't miss the national finals Mm. uh, taking place this morning. Still got up early for those ones, didn't we? We certainly did, watching MGP live. Indeed. Well, let's start with Norway, actually. It was the first semi-final of Melody Grand Prix. We did get all the artists and songs out earlier in the week but we're going to focus today on this semi-final and we did have a winner it was Froda with Black Flowers Well, kind of the surprise winner of this bunch. Uh, what did you think of the winning song, Michael? Well, I will agree. Probably the surprise. Um, look, to be honest, and I don't want to start off negative, Nelly, uh, but look, I, I was a little disappointed with this morning's semi-final. General quality of songs. Uh, maybe I've got pretty high expectations there for Norway. Uh, semi-final one tends to be very, very good. Uh, I don't know if we really hit the heights this morning, but there was a bit of stuff to talk about, definitely. Yeah, look, this song was actually my favourite in the audio. We did votes earlier in the week from Aussie Vision. This came third. Two of us voted for it. Um, today, I thought live was a, a pretty solid performance. Interesting stage concept yeah. behind some kind of cage type of thing. A sort of lighting rig cell he was in type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and then he came out of it. And look, I thought it was all very competent and all very solid. I guess it just didn't set my world on fire, but at the same time, um, I can kind of see why it won in a way. I guess it was a bit safer. And when you have head-to-head battles, maybe just the safer entries get through. And he's kind of well-known. He was just on The Voice. He did go out the knockout rounds, but still maybe some kind of familiarity with him too. Yeah, look, it's a decent pop rock song. Um, I I think it's a little cliche and a little simple, but at the same token, it was a vehicle for his voice, which I thought was the strongest part of the performance. He did have a very, very big note in there. I thought he did a decent job of it without maybe being completely spot on, but it was clearly enough to win over the public in Norway. All right, well, he did take out Aline Noelia with Ecstasy in the gold jewel to win the semi-final. Mm. Now, she was the Aussie Vision favourite in the studio and your favourite out of those four entries. How did you think uh, that went? Look, it was an interesting performance from her. The Anna Bergendahl pretty much copycat performance really, wasn't it? Um, you know, that's not her fault for the staging. It, it's an interesting song. She's got a very high vocal tone throughout, I think, the chorus of the song, and it can be a little bit uncomfortable almost to listen to. Uh, but I did think it was probably the strongest song in 
the semi-final. I thought actually this morning I really didn't like it in the studio, but the overall package was pretty good today. Hmm. I thought the staging looked great. She looked great. Yep. Gave me a bit of a Melfest vibe, not just the Anna Bergadale dancers <laughs> kind of situation. Um, the, the staging looked really good. And her second performance, the vocal didn't sound as grating, but I wouldn't say I was ever super comfortable with it. So I'm kind of glad to not see it continue. Not that I don't think she's great <laughs> mm. or anything. It was just... Yeah, just a little uncomfortable for, for, for me anyway. That register was just a bit too much for me. Yeah, look, I can totally understand. All right, let's talk about the big news, the one that people were very surprised or upset about. It was Trollfest with Dance Like a Pink Flamingo. Mm. Um, people were, were loving this in the fandom. Yeah, the team loved it as well in Aussie Vision. It went out to Frodo in the first duel. Um, quite a big shock. Were you shocked? I think I was shocked. I did expect this to probably at least advance to the final duel. Jeez, it was chaos. I mean, it was total chaos. And I'm not a fan of, you know, troll <laughs> entries in general. But I have to say, I really did, didn't did mind it. The, the chorus itself was quite anthemic. Obviously, the guys were completely OTT. Um, but at the same token, it was entertaining, and I'm I was disappointed it didn't it didn't go through. At least it's had something, and I think exactly. when you have head to head, this is where if you just had a vote of the four songs, I think this wins. But if you have head to head and head to head, it doesn't matter if forty five percent of people of a hundred like it, you're going to keep losing if people kind of hate it. So you might just get the kind of safety come through sometimes. But saying that, like. The song is divisive. It almost sounds Winnie Pooh-esque, that Estonian mm. um, band um, in the chorus. And there was there was almost too much happening. Oh, there was a lot. Like, I mean, <laughs> I love this kind of stuff and we needed to wake up in the morning. But their outfits were enough. And then they had another, and then the on-screen stuff. Yeah, they had the sort of digital dancing flamingos. There was pyros. The lighting was, you know, completely bonkers. And some of the shots were odd. And when they all came together at the end and they were in unison... It was actually organized chaos mm -hmm. that actually looked good. The rest of it was just chaos, chaos. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so I can kind of see maybe where they put people off. But still, they are a chance in the wild card. If exactly. people love it enough, they, they might still make their way through to the final. That's exactly right. All right, the last one we'll talk about from there is the pre-qualifier performed today, Elsie Bay. A lot of people were talking about this song as a potential winner. Death of Us. She wrote Witchwoods last year. She performed her song this morning. What do you think of it? It looks some very nice elements in this song. Um, it goes into almost like Disney-like spaces at time, which I'm not a big fan of. But generally, I like her vocal tone. I don't mind the song. It was certainly stronger than, I think, the four songs presented. Mm. So I could see why she advanced to the final. I think it'll need a strong performance in the final to, you know, take out the whole thing. Mm. Um, I wasn't super impressed, but it's the, you know, the first go and you have your first go through it. It's a nice song. Yeah. Um, definitely better than the four. Uh, kind of in that Victoria-esque, as in Bulgaria's Victoria type of, I thought, hmm. vocal tone, style. Um, it's nice. It's very nice. Um, better staging too is needed. But I said this about attention with Ulrika that I was like, oh, I didn't, wasn't blown away by it in the first time she did it and she went out and won. You're not a massive fan, I think, of these Scandi ballads. So you do need to be convinced with a bit more than just a performance. I really just need don't. a bit of warmth. I need more performance from it. But hey, this is just the, the little showcase and then she'll bring it to the final. But so we're not going to 
talk about Mira Craig and her. Oh my god, I forgot her, about Mira. <laughs> hairdress and her performance. So, so she lost out in the first other duel mm. to Aline Noelio. Um, it was Mira Craig with "We We Still Here." Mm. Um, I I quite like this. I felt like this was a bit of a two thousands banger. Um, yeah, with her decent little chorus, bouncy performance, wasn't it? Um, and yes, the hairdress and dancers and everything it all created a vibe. Um, not all of it good, probably, but um, it was a very yeah, revealing kind of performance, wasn't it? I, look, I, it felt like it was... I was expecting, you know, those 2000s type of thing where there are the warriors or these mm. big, you know, strong female kind of... Th- it was kind of slumber party realness. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, this pink feathery <laughs> yeah, things yeah. kind of... Yeah, I just... I didn't feel the staging match the song mm. and I actually really liked the song. I thought it was actually quite fun. So I would have liked... I would have been okay with that to get through, but hey, the two I like lost no. first round. And I will concur with what you were saying about the the duels. I don't know why they do it. I think it doesn't add too much to anything really, apart from stretch out the show a bit. Um, yeah, just just perform the four songs and let people decide. For God's sake, I switch off. Ma- it's almost like manipulating the results at times. And, oh, I know. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. that's the first semi-final. Hmm. We'll obviously have the next one next week. Well, also this morning, Dale, was Pabandam Esnial from Lithuania, heat number two. You know how keen I was on heat number one <laughs> last week. But anyway, we did have a winner from heat number two. If you can hear me, please stay with me. I need you by my side. I'll be there, they said, but nobody's there. So that was the very familiar vocal tones of Eva Zazamaskaya, our 2018 representative out of Lithuania, with her song I'll Be There. First in the jury's only third in the tally vote. What did you think of this one? I was actually really impressed. Um, I, I, I thought this was a really nice quality ballad. I thought there was a maturity in her voice. Um, her vocal tone in 2018 with that kind of baby voice, mm. which we know one of our contributors, Steve, absolutely loved, <laughs> um, hated. Uh, and it, it was quite grating, and I didn't like it because of that. I loved her being a little bit more mature with it, a little bit, um, I guess, being maybe her more true self with this performance. And for any of you who followed us in 2018, you knew that she was the sort of sit-on-the-floor girl. She mm-hmm. sat behind the piano for most of this, but she did stand up, Michael, and finished yes. on her feet for the first time <laughs> in a few years. Look, I, I thought this was by far the best song uh, in today's heat and deservedly took it. Um, look, again, I'll, I'll, I'll agree, actually. She impressed me a lot more than I was in 2018. So she's obviously um, sort of matured and, and evolved as a performer. So I was very happy to see that one win the heat. Should we talk about some of the others here? Second place went to Juster. Now, uh, third third in the jury's second in the televote. Very striking look. Had the black sort of headdress mm-hmm. kind of thing. And what did we think of this one? This kind of went in that realm of a lot of the songs so far we've seen this year from Lithuania where there's a lot of promise. Mm. And you've got a good 45 seconds to a minute of a song. And it just stays there. It doesn't do any more. Uh, so it's it was good and it was it was it was interesting and compelling. And then I kind of lost interest by the time the three minutes were done. So I'm not surprised it was kind of in that kind of 
not smashing it in either side, but doing reasonably well. Yeah, I wish the song was a little stronger because mm. I think she's, she's got good. a real presence mm. uh, about her. Third in this heat was familiar names, Titters and Benus. The boys are back, second in the juries. Now this one, eighth in the tally vote. So the Lithuanians didn't come for this one. What did you, what your thoughts on this one? I don't think they're as strong as they were last year. I, I didn't think too much of the song or the performance. It was fine. They're, they're okay to get through, but this just feels like dirge we have to get through to before we get to a final. I, I actually prefer the song more oh. than last year, oh, to really? be honest. It's, oh, it's, wow. got a, it's a bit more upbeat. It's got a bit more going on to it, this mm. song, than they did last year. But you're right. This is just kind of screaming seventh in the final if it, you if know, it, it was to, to progress to that stage. Uh, fourth in this heat, this was an interesting one, Dale, Queens of Roses with Washing Machine. That's an interesting title. Fourth in the jury's fifth in the tally vote this morning. What did you think of the girls? Oh, robbed Queens. This should have almost won the whole heat. I love this. It was fantastic. Um, very girl group. Very much remind me of Girls Aloud in the 2000s. Even that song title, Washing Machine. Some of the lyrics, the performance was great. Um, maybe that's why it's up my alley and it's not relevant anymore, but I really enjoyed the performance. They need to clean up a little bit of the lyrics and get in time a bit, mm-hmm. a little bit like Girls Aloud in the 2000s, but it had something. It was good. I really enjoyed it, and I think that can do way better, way better than fourth place in the heat. Yeah, look, I concur. That one at least had a bit of a pulse compared to some of the others. Um, there's something there with this one, and obviously they'll probably tweak the performance. I think they do need to tweak the performance <laughs> somewhat, um, but I'm expecting probably a better result uh, later on in the contest for that one. Uh, fifth in this heat was Musu X. Um, well, he was an interesting cat. Can't say I really enjoyed the song, but the staging was quite striking. Yeah, a lot of strings, like like cellos or whatever they had there, and it was actually staged really well. Um, and I must say, overall, the staging and the, the stage itself and the production of um, Pabandam this year, I think is fantastic. It's just a shame that the music and some of the performance <laughs> aren't as good as that. So I felt like it looked really good, didn't necessarily sound great. Yeah, Look, when they decide to do some staging for songs, because some do and some don't, um, it, the stage can look very good. I thought they made very good use of those lighting boxes and made it something that stuck in your mind. And the final one of our qualifiers, Dale, was Emilia with her song Illuminate. <laughs> this came... Uh, won the tally vote, so the public enjoyed this one. It came 10th in the jury's second last for the entire heat. Um, what do you think about this one? The staging looked good. <laughs> she looked good. There were some nice lights going on. The song might be all right, but it was hard to tell because her vocal wasn't the strongest. It was torturous, though. It was torturous, be honest. Um, look, I will agree with you. It had the most impactful staging. It really, really it did. did. Look good, yeah. Um, and she had a really good staging concept. But unfortunately, during the chorus, she really does drag out that illuminate uh, and it just it, it doesn't did. work. Oof, oof, oof. But uh, oof. anyway, the uh, Lithuanian public didn't seem to mind that one at all. So they were our six qualifiers. Any others you want to talk about? The one that just missed out, the Hard Rock Boys. What do you think of them? Yeah, the uh, creepy clockwork. Uh, that's thing right. Clockwork, think, clockwork creeps creep. or something like that. Yeah, at least I had something. It yeah. was kind of like they look good. A bit of hard rock. It had a pulse. It worked better. I probably could have got in ahead of some of these in here, but. 
I'm not going to miss them massively either. (laughs) (laughs) But look, I will say overall, I thought it was a little stronger heat this Mm. week from Lithuania. So fingers crossed we're on an upward trajectory for this national final. Especially for poor Kyriakos, who is covering (laughs) it and is starting to lose the will to live. (laughs) Yeah, I know. This looks like they also um, sort of back-ending the heats. So you tend to get the better songs towards Mm. the end, which I'm not sure why, but that seems to be what they're doing. All right, to Finland now and UMK, the Finnish national final. Uh, The seven artists were announced this week. Now, they are dripping out the songs day by day. Mm -hmm. So a couple have come out and people have been getting very excited, but we're not going to talk about the songs until we have all of them. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about one of the artists named in here. It's the Rasmus, Michael. Mm -hmm. Um, We know this song because we're old enough to remember and hopefully (laughs) a lot of you do. Um, In the Shadows. A song from 2003, massive worldwide hit. Mm-hmm. Love the song. Fantastic to see a big name going um, in the Finnish national final, even if it is a decade or two after they were massive. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's always important to see recognisable names in these lineups. Um, I'd be interested to see what their song is like. Um, we've always had uh, lately pretty good quality coming out of Finland. Um, one word of warning, though. Yes, they are a name, but. Darude was also a name. <laughs> he was a name. But so far, people have been very excited by the couple of songs. There's a bit of rock so far in there. Not surprising. It is Finland. It's a consistent thing, not just last year. So, uh, look, it's sounding already pretty good. And I think sometimes just bringing it down to a small number and doing it well is a good way to go in a national final. Some could potentially learn from that. Quality over quantity. Also announcing a national final that we did not expect at all was Poland. Um, Mm. Down in the calendar for an artist and song reveal this weekend, um, we got a national final announcement instead. Don't you love national final season? Good on them. All sorts of things going on. We never know what's happening. (laughs) Um, But Poland have announced a national final, which is fantastic. Just a couple of names to reveal out of the 10, because we don't have the full set of songs. Some songs are out. Uh, We have Lydia Kopani, who competed back in 2009 at Europe vision coming 12th in the semi-final with i don't want to leave so nice to have a former eurovision artist back but a really interesting one out of this is a group called unmute now they're a group of deaf artists and they're going to use sign language as the main language for the actual song with on-screen lyrics so their song is called louder than decibels Mm -hmm. it is actually out at the moment it's only instrumental and it's them signing with um, obviously the on-screen lyrics, which is very much about trying to raise awareness that, hey, and even the lyrics they say, look, you can't hear us, but hey, whatever. Um, hmm. It's it's going, music can be for everyone. So this is, I think this is fascinating. I love the concept. Absolutely love the concept. So um, good on Poland for, for, you know, even going down this uh, this route in this direction. Interesting. I mean, if it wins, can it go to Eurovision? Oh, there's know. no lyrics, Dale. There's no, there's no vocal. I thought you had to have a vocal in a song. But anyway, um, someone can pull me up on that one. I'm not sure. But I, as I say, I love the um, that the exposure they'll be getting mm. and the message that they're sending. And the conversations that we're going to have about it, because I think, mm. you know, just because people have um, a hearing uh, disability doesn't mean that there isn't a way for them to enjoy music. Exactly. Do I know enough about it? God, no. But I'm going to look into it more mm. and I'm going to listen to what they've got to say or, or watch what they've got to say in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be uh, really fascinating. So... A great um, story to come out of Poland already. Yeah, looking forward to Poland and what they produce with their national final.
Also during the week, there was an announcement from our friends in Serbia. We have a artist and song announcements uh, for Pesma Zajurovizio. So no BFB or Vizio this year. We have a new name, but to be honest, it's got exactly the same format. Mm-hmm. We have 36 entries. They'll be performing in two semifinals on the 3rd and 4th of March through to a grand final on the 5th. Gotta love the Serbians. Mm-hmm. Three days in a row, no mucking around. Exactly. Now, we do have a name in there, a Eurovision alum. That is Sarah Yo, or Sarah Jo, from Moye 3 in 2013. Those mm. girls have been in a venue, was in that one as well, wasn't yeah. she? So they keep going around. Uh, several other familiar faces here from Beovizia's past. We have Igor Simic, Navaya, uh, Angelina, and Bieber. So I know there'll be some familiar names there coming in Serbia. Look, always, always good quality out of Serbia. So um, I'm expecting uh, no less. One of my favourite national finals, actually. You are a big fan of this, aren't you? Really good show, actually. It's absolutely fantastic. They have an Australian comment um, host as part of the last couple of years. Stefan, he does that. Hopefully he gets invited back um, because he's been been fantastic. Also in there is this um, name, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, Gramofonedzi. Ah, yeah, Gramofonedzi. Yeah, so he uh, did. He's a Serbian DJ. Did this great song called um, uh, "Why Don't You?" I think back in the early 2010s. Absolutely love that. So mm. I'm very excited to see him in there. <laughs> a name I recognise from the Serbian music scene doesn't happen very often. So <laughs> always a good lineup, and yeah, can't wait. Obviously a while away, but uh, should be good. We don't really have the songs out yet, though, do we? We're no songs, the songs. No songs at this point. Just, Just song titles. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, a special shout out to a couple of Australian performers who have been over in San Marino, Michael. Mm. We had two um, Australians, Hayley Tanza and Jess Condon, both from Melbourne, uh, who auditioned for the San Marino National Final. Una voce per San Marino. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, we actually spoke to them during the week. They were fantastic. There's some mm. interviews on our website. Um, Tanza, as she goes by Hayley, Hayley Tanza, she is a massive Eurovision fan. She stayed at Valentina's Airbnb with Valentina, met her, spoke to her, literally in her backyard. I know. <laughs> like, literally. Pretty amazing. And I know she's she's such a big fan of Eurovision. What uh, what a moment, sort of. What, a, what an experience for her. I just absolutely love that. I want to go and stay at Valentina's Airbnb. <laughs> the other one, Jess Condon, is a really interesting story. She was one of those viral videos where she was an, a, a, like a Ocado leaflet handout at a train station. Oh, okay. Someone starts playing the piano. She comes over and sings, and it's like random Aussie is massively talented. Oh, okay. Tracked her down. It was this Italian kind of guy that she worked with. He was like, can you record this song? Can I enter it into San Marino? And she was like, yeah, why not? And so, and then she ended up going over there to audition, and she doing a little documentary video about it so when we get that we'll share it with people fantastic it's i mean it's such an interesting process coming out of san marino so great to see a couple of aussies kind of chasing their dreams over there let's hope they uh, do well um, and talking of Australians, let's look at about the week ahead because I'm going to skip straight and not do it in chronological order because it's too exciting. <laughs> 21st, we are going to get the first song of Australia Decides, Jude York. He mm-hmm. did reveal last week that it will be coming out on the 21st. Surely this means we're going to get start to get quite a few coming through. Well, you'd imagine so. We're getting around about a month away from the show itself. So you want to get these songs out there, see which one gets a little bit of momentum. He's obviously penned this one himself. He's quite excited about it. So I'm looking forward to hearing it. Bring it on. Also exciting, Michael, on the 17th, we're getting the songs for Malta. 
That is exciting. Yes. I know it doesn't sound it to some people, no, but, but it, it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll bring you some news on that one next week with some of our faves. Um, on the 17th also, um, we will find out some of the results from the audition. So we'll see if the Aussies get through there. Um, 21st, we have Portugal. The Artists and Songs for Festival da Canção are coming out. It's all starting to happen. And then, of course, next weekend, without fail, we have Norway semi-final and Lithuania heat. 3 coming up our lovely pair of Norway and Lithuania that we have for a few weeks every year in January let's hope Norway gets a little better and and let's hope that uh, Lithuania continues on its projected uh, rise slight increase (laughs) in in, incline that we're going on there indeed (laughs) well just to finish off the show we have one of our little special interviews at Kyriakos from the team Mm -hmm. did with Charlie from Australia Decides there's a couple of minutes here to listen to and of course as always the full interview will be on our Patreon let's have a listen well, we absolutely love your Eurovision vlog. Uh, we love to see the perspective of artists as they embark on their Eurovision journey. And uh, in the vlog, uh, you mentioned that you wrote your entry two and a half years ago with Jim Alexander uh, about one of your biggest uh, heartbreaks. Uh, what more can you tell us about your Australia Decides entry? Um, well, yeah, I wrote it two and a half years ago um, in LA when I was there and I was... Oh, going through a very, very rough time with a person that, you know, still hasn't um, uh, moved out of my life yet. So um, it's a song that's still very real to me and it's um, it's all about not being able to move on from someone basically, no matter like what you try and no matter what glamorous places you are, you still feel that like, that like kind of, emptiness that space that's like not there from that person that's left so yeah it's very it's very real to me but you know I feel like a lot of people go through a heartbreak like that for their first love so yeah so it must be a very emotional experience going through that songwriting and the recording (laughs) yeah very very the entire time um Jim and I were just crying um while writing it um and then when I did my uh, interview for uh, basically what they show before the performance starts oh my gosh just talking about it made me oh my gosh my heart just started like rising so much so in that interview it's a bit <laughs> I'm a bit emotional um, yeah crazy song uh, you've also mentioned that uh, the song was longer than three minutes. Like, I think it was three minutes 40 and you had, had to cut it back. What was that process like? Was it like chopping up a baby? Like, <laughs> how did it feel? Like, yes. how, how did it go? <laughs> I feel like the, the number one thing about like songwriting is, is you don't, like you shouldn't mess with just the timing of it and how long it should be. Like it should feel how it wanna feel, like how it wants to feel. And um, so yeah, we, it was originally like a really slow ballad um and we cut the first pre-chorus out and then that took a whole chunk out of it but to me now it kind of feels better because it it kind of grooves along and it um it's a really big storytelling thing so it's it's kind of nice that it's quicker I think we did a good job of it <laughs> now did, did you submit your song in the portal or were you approached for Australia Decides so I was approached, but we still had to submit the song into the portal. 
I'm not too sure. That's <laughs> my manager helped with that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and uh, we know you've actually been on The Voice before and you've had some TV stage experience. Um, what will you bring? Uh, what, how would you bring that experience onto the Australia Side stage? And then what can we expect from your staging? Like, what can you reveal or what experience can we expect? Um, so on The Voice, it was very, um, that experience was wild. I, I don't remember a lot of it because I just, I was so anxious the entire time, I think, because everything was being decided for me. And I think that's the most insane part about Eurovision is that you get such a say in everything and you get to really work and collab with like all the directors and all the creative people. So um, now I get to decide how I want my hair and makeup and dress and lighting and camera angles and write my own song, which is the biggest blessing, you know? Um, and I cannot reveal anything, but I'm about to put out vlog two. Okay, awesome. But a tiny little bit more information, but I'm not allowed to say anything. <laughs> Sorry. No, we cannot wait for your vlog, so that's all good. <laughs> well, first thing I have to bring up, Dale, is about cutting up a baby. That was an interesting analogy there from Kiriakos. I know, but look, she related to it. Very because, much I mean, so. if you're very attached to a song and you've got to cut it up, I mean, maybe it's not as extreme as <laughs> butchering a child. But... Okay. but also, one thing that caught me is, is just the freedoms and how much she enjoyed the freedom of this Eurovision performance. You know, mm. having been on TV shows previously, you're told what to wear, you're dressed, your hair is style. Mm. Here, you have your own freedom. You can pick your own camera cuts, pick your own image. So yeah. that, that seemed to really appeal to her. Yeah, and I think there's something that really came out. I remember Jay Jaguar Jones did a kind of like a webinar thing with the guys from Blink TV about mm -hmm. the whole process. And you really saw that they start off like, like literally writing on a bit of paper and making little cardboard cutouts and every aspect the artist has an involvement with. Mm -hmm. And not all national finals or shows will do that. So it's a wonderful thing that Australia decides does and try to expose artists to live TV uh, musical performances because they don't come off very often. Absolutely. And I am so looking forward to hearing the official version of Charlie's song because I've got a feeling it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it sounds really good. She seems really sweet as well. Mm. So listen to the full interview on our Patreon. Um, the links will be in the show notes. And thanks for your support as always. Absolutely. All right. Well, look, that's everything for this week, Michael. Mm. We'll see where we are next Sunday um, with Eurovision News. Something's always happening and I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Have a great week, guys. We'll be out there tanning at the tennis. See you later. Bye. Bye.